This world has been connected. And now darkness within darkness awaits you. In the end, every heart returns to the darkness whence it came. Episode number 47 in the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast, season two, by the way, and also the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast you've ever heard, listened to, whatever, whatever I normally say. I'm Mike, and with me as always is my brother, Jason. Hello, Jason. Yo. What's What's poppin'? Oh, we said the same thing, and then I said- Same brain. I said, oh, like I'm from Michigan, which I am. (laughs) Because <laughs> every oh, there goes gravity. If oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. If you don't know, if you're from Michigan, or probably Minnesota or Wisconsin, uh, whenever you, something uh, mildly coincidental, or if you get in someone's way happens, you or say, "Convenient." Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Let me scoot you right by you there. That's a that's a classic Michigan <laughs> saying. Welcome everybody to the Answer Report. I apologize for our uh, absence the last couple weeks. My job has been, uh, I I know you're like, oh, hey, the answer report bingo card. Mike's complaining about how busy he is, but uh, <laughs> it, it has actually been somewhat nightmarish to the point where I'm thinking, you know, if we're still doing the podcast in the same way next summer, that we, maybe that's the off season and we take a break because it's just been such a, like, cluster. Yeah. And, it, uh, yeah, anyway. It's not not to get in the weeds on that because Jason, we actually have a listener email. No way. I know, I know. It seems like it's been a while. People listen to this. People listen Ain't to no our way. show, believe it or not. And this email is titled Sharing Some Thoughts. Hello, hello. It's Coco Lily. I took a small Hi. break from the Discord just because I ran out of storage and couldn't re-download it. Anyways, mm. I apologize in advance for the long email. I have some thoughts written in my notes app, and I thought I'd share just for some opinions slash discussion. Okay, okay. I recently went down a rabbit hole of rewatching the Sora is the Master of Masters theory videos, and I wanted to mm. add to the discourse. Even though I know Nomura was inspired by Star Wars, the main trilogy, I'm intrigued if he will pull any inspiration from the prequels, such as how Anakin falls to the dark side. 
I watched a really good video that did a deep dive on how Sora is foreshadowed to be a villain and talks about how Kairi is his light and Sora goes through insane amounts of desperation to save Kairi. The video is by Awesome In My World called How Kingdom Hearts Bosses and Gameplay Foreshadow Sora as a Villain. For anyone interested in watching, mm. go check okay, that video out, okay. guys. What if Sora and Kairi are not meant to exist together like Anakin and Padme? One cannot live without the other ceasing to exist. Like how Anakin went through every preventative to stop Padme from dying, but in the end, his actions lead to her dying and turning him evil. What if mm. that's what happens to Sora in attempting to protect Kairi, finding a way back to her? He would do anything to be with her. Especially ties into this quote where he says, My whole journey started with her. I know that's paraphrasing, but I can't be bothered to look up the correct quote. I, mm. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. fair. I mean, I do that all the time. You get ready for our Riku segment. If, Let uh, me nerd emoji you real yeah. quick. I Actually. Might be, <laughs> I might be stupid, and this could already been brought up in your community, but would love to hear your input. So what, mm. what, before we move on with the email, Jay, what do you think of that, the the parallels between Anakin Skywalker and Sora, Kingdom <sighs> Hearts? Like, mm, I feel like it it could work if not for Riku. Or like if Riku, like if Riku didn't exist slash died slash well, was in like a different world line or something. Well, don't you think that, I mean, it's not a direct parallel or a perfect parallel, but... Riku, now that he's kind of gone through the character arc of being a bad guy, not a good guy, could be kind of the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this scenario? He could be, but I think it's like... So obviously in DDD, we kind of almost had Sora become a bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But he was saved by just everybody. Whereas I think where it doesn't really match up super well is... People don't really like Anakin. <laughs> like, mm. like Mace Windu, he does not fuck with Anakin. You Yoda know? does not like Anakin. Doesn't really. The, the guy like, with really the really the long only... head does not like Anakin. No, no, he doesn't. Sean's like, the only two people right who now. stand up. Yeah. Sean's like his name <laughs> is Master So and So or whatever. He's the yeah, yeah. Scoopity scoopity. And My so, like, he really only has he really only has Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and then Qui Gon dies. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Yikes! And then, like, Obi Wan is just like so busy that he can't help him, you know. And also, like, the whole like Padme thing is like see like a secret and like under wraps and stuff. And I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot more that like would push like Anakin to be more radicalized than Sora is where Sora seems like a lot more like level-headed and stuff. Yeah, no one's telling Sora he can't be with Kairi. Yeah. And also except when, the world, I guess. When Sora fails the ma ma mark of mastery exam, he doesn't go that's absurd. <laughs> it's unfair. That's true. It's unfair. <laughs> he just goes, "Oh my god. Dude, Riku, that's freaking awesome." Right. You know, like also, uh, important to note... I, I see the parallels for sure, though. Important to note, Sora loves sand. Yeah. Loves it. Yeah. He doesn't call it rigid. Coarse. <laughs> and coarse. <laughs> it doesn't get in his, all his, like, electronical parts. Oh, wait. That's not Sora. Anyway. For, uh, continuing the email. Now my second thing, tying back into how I might be stupid. At what point did Luju become break? 
because for the life of me, I can't figure out when he possessed Brig. Like, how long has Brig been Luju? Since birth by sleep? Have we never yeah, actually strain. met the real Brig Zigbar? Also, before we found out that Luju was Zigbar, I was convinced that Zigbar was actually the master. Their voices were eerily similar along with their actions and jokes. I don't know. Yeah, their body language. I just personally felt that Luju being Zigbar really came out of left field and was wondering if any else, anyone else felt that way. So what do you, mm. before we move on with the final part of the email, Jason, what do you think of that? I think, uh, I mean, it's a little bit meta, but Nomura literally said like, you know, the, the voice actor for Zigbar, like in Japanese was just so good that he was like, yo, let me write some more stuff for bro here. Let him cook. Right, bro. Right. Like, uh, he, he, he already was like a kind of like aloof character a little bit. Like a little bit more shady than like Demix, but like, and then when uh, 2.5 or like Final Mix for two was made, Zigbar was given more scenes, and then obviously as it goes on, he's more and more integral to what's going on, and more and more shady. Um, so him him being Luju at the end, like it's kind of like a oh that makes sense in my opinion. Um, I like get, looking back on it, I, w I wasn't sniping it or anything, right. but like, <laughs> I get what Coco Lily's saying though about how the mannerisms yeah. of the Master Masters and Zigbar are very similar. Um, yeah, the, and I think yeah, I think Zigbar or Brig is Luju the whole time that we see him. I think the idea is that he swapped bodies off screen. Yeah, yeah. We I don't like think he, we'll he, he would have been who Brig swapping was. over and over. Yeah, yeah. Like the idea, like he he was Luju, and then he was a bunch of other people, and then eventually he ends up being uh, what's his name? Uh, Braggy. Braggy. And then he ends up being Brain, and then he ends up being like all these things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll ever see like the originals for like any of them. I don't think I there's think really a point I think it's cool. story wise, you know. I yeah, I think it's cool because it's just like because you don't see the change in character, there's nothing to be suspicious about, and then boom. As if, you know? Yep. The moment so, the moment he says as if. Which okay, That's when you know. I, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, which is really random because I don't um because we're kind of in like the 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 dead cycle of Kingdom Hearts, I don't really think about Kingdom Hearts a ton unless I'm playing it. Yeah, you know, and there has been new news. Yeah, but I was thinking about uh, there's that new Willy Wonka movie coming out with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like the Wonka prequel, right? Which is just the silliest idea. Like that's so stupid. Okay. Oh, they're not just like completely redoing it. I no, thought they were just redoing it's a it. Prequel. It's supposed like it's how he meets the Oompa Loompas and. and oh. it, He's supposed to be what? like, yeah, oh yeah, and he's supposed to be like it's, Gene Wilder Wonka, I think. It's supposed to be that prequel. Right? Okay, for for one, Chalamet definitely gives off way more Johnny Depp vibes oh, for than sure. Wilder vibes. No, for sure, but I but think, like, well, and I guess it, maybe it's not so supposed to be Wilder, but like it's supposed to be the book, where like... I don't think the Johnny oh, Depp okay. one is very Johnny Depp book. is his own thing. Right? Yeah. It, it's Tim Burton and Johnny Depp that you know did acid and came up with their own treatment. Where it's supposed this is supposed to be more classic. But yeah. okay. I so, heard that he just like randomly did that on set. 
and like like he does the whole good morning star shine the earth says hello yeah. type thing as like an ad lib and then they were like okay that's that's Wonka. Anyway, <laughs> it's just crazy. My point of this is that in the trailer, which looks bad by the way, uh Timothy Chalamet says something backwards and then he goes, "Nope, strike that and reverse it." Right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I absolutely hate that because it's like Gene Wilder said it one fucking time. <laughs> okay, it's not like it was his fucking catchphrase. You know what I mean? It's just a memorable thing, it, right? Yeah. But it's like, oh, is that the, oh, is is that the origin of him saying it? You know, it's like it's not like Willy Wonka said things out of order all the time or anything. Like they, they like, oh, this is a quirk Willy Wonka has. It's like, no, he did it one time. But I was thinking about it in regards to Zigbar, and and uh uh, uh, uh Luju. And I, I want to know, you know, I want, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, Missing Link will answer where as if came from. If, if, yeah, well, uh, one thing that I want to do, cause like, uh, I don't know if I've really talked about it on the podcast, but I've been learning Japanese the last like four or five months. And eventually I want to play through the games in Japanese and just see where the differences are as far as like just the performances and, Maybe some of the wording is different mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and I, yeah, I, I that, that's something that I'm curious about. Like, what what do they what does Japanese Zigbar say in the as if yeah, spot? It, you if know? anybody knows, let us know. It, is as if like, I mean, what's the Japanese version of as if? Because like, like, if he already, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guarantee There's as like a bunch if of doesn't things. exist in their language. Like, it's not. You know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't exist in the same way. As far as I know. So yeah, let us know. Anyway, uh we gotta finish Coco Lily's email here. Um I, I took us off on a tangent. Uh anyways, update on my Kingdom Hearts playthrough journey. Still on birth by sleep, but I put it aside and decided to launch into Kingdom Hearts three because I was too impatient mm. to have to finish the rest of the games before I could see how beautiful Kingdom Hearts three looks in person. I've watched mm. the entirety of all cutscenes over the years, so I'm not missing any plot. I got super confused because the official opening didn't play until after the Xehanort and Erika's cutscene, and I thought my game was broken and didn't have an opening. Love the pod, and thank you for continuing to fuel my obsession. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Hook Lily. And then, finally, the question of the email. Enjoy K3. Question of the email from Coco Lily. Froyo, soft serve, or ice cream, don't you dare say they are the same thing. Which do you prefer, Froyo or ice cream? I mean, just based off my diet, I have to go with froyo because I can actually have froyo. Yeah, <laughs> like some some types of froyo because I can't I can't really have dairy or my body gets mad. But pre, pre- in a diet. world where I couldn't, I don't know. I feel like for froyo, like if I want like a chocolatey or like a like a peanut buttery, like one of those type of ice creams, you know. It doesn't really work. It doesn't really translate well for Froyo. But if I want more of like a fruity type of thing, I definitely want Froyo. Yeah, if that for makes sure. sense. Like, I agree with that. Like sweets, ice cream wins. More like natural fruity flavors, Froyo wins. It's a cop out answer, but it's my answer. Okay. No, I I agree. I agree. Um, I've become recently I've become more like lactose intolerant, so maybe I should try eating Froyo. Mm. But I think ice cream's too good, so. I'll still just fucking eat ice cream. <laughs> and then just literally be like the gassiest person 
I become the motherfucking Hindenburg after I have ice cream, dude. I'm about <laughs> to explode at any moment. But I mean, I'm still like that because I have a high protein diet. The protein farts hit different, bro. No, no, no. This is like my life changes an hour after I have ice cream. <laughs> it's 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 a terrible curse that I've that I've developed over time because I didn't used to be like that. But uh, anyway, that's my digestive habits. Thank you, Coco Lily, for <laughs> the email. If you want to be like Coco Lily and be an absolute poggers person, you can email us at ansomreportpodcast at gmail.com at any time, and we will read your email on air if you want us to. If you want it to be a private email, just tell us, and we won't read it on air, but we like to read stuff on air. You can also hit us up in our Discord. Link is in the description. On Twitter, at SpikeGettyBros. And on our YouTube channel, you can leave a comment. And I think that's it, right? That's all we do, right? Oh, you can uh, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we will also read that on the air. So thank you to Coco Lily. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, before we get thank you, thank into you. the meat of this episode, which is the final, the final chapter of Riku's journey through the Kingdom Hearts experience, at least for now, I just want to, a couple things. I want to say that, um, again, Thank you to everybody for being so kind to us when we weren't able to put out episodes. Uh, we're going to try to be consistent from now on, but, you know, I can't promise anything. Also, um, this is episode 47. Then there's episode 48. And then episode 49 is our 200th episode. And I cannot tell you what we have planned yet. But I will say you will, uh, pl- you should please look forward to what we have planned, because I think it's going to be news coming time. soon. News coming soon. We kind of have some uh, things to iron out before we announce the news, but uh, things coming soon. And then, uh, before again, before we get into Riku J, I mean we're we're uh, very a very short time away from Kingdom Hearts Reconnect. Yes, uh, I'm so excited. This episode is I'm so freaking excited. Posted on August 11th, and that is just about a month away. Um, where we'll be in Dallas, Texas for Reconnect. If you don't have your tickets yet and you want to go, please, please, please go. We'd love to meet you there. We'd love to chat with you, shake your hand, give you a smooch, whatever you're into. Well, not whatever you're into, but most, yeah, most yeah. Hold things. Up, hold up. Most things I'm that not are, writing a blank uh, check, okay? Yeah. Uh, mo- most things that are acceptable in public places, we, we are, you know, whatever you're into <laughs> in that regard. And uh, we'd like to hang out with you guys. Uh, we're going to have a karaoke night at some point. Jason and I are hosting the Million Dream Awards, which... Uh, yes. So if you're not able to make it... Yes. Go to their Twitch channel. They will be live for tons of the events. Mm-hmm. And we will be there, and you can see us. Yeah, we'll, we will be on camera. We'll and chat. You'll be able to berate us and chat, <laughs> and we won't even be able to see it, probably. But I will watch... Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I'll watch the video back, <laughs> and I'll know what you said. I'll be like, yo, W's in chat, and if I see you didn't put a W, I'll know. He will know, you guys. But anyway, so uh, go to go to khguides.com slash reconnect, I think, is the website. Uh, just go to khguides.com. It's there. You, there's a reconnect link. Click it if you need to find out more. Yeah, come on, guys. Come on. If you, if you can't figure out, just go to khguides.com. If you can't find the info, I don't know what to tell you, yeah. bro. If you, don't, <laughs> if, if you go to khguides.com After and you can't that, find the info, I don't think you deserve to go to Reconnect, to be honest The massive with you. Reconnect button yeah. <laughs> at the top <laughs> in bold you, lettering. You idiot. I can't believe you couldn't find it. <laughs> no, just kidding. Love you guys. Anyway, Jason, it is time to take a deep dive, see what I did there, back into Riku in Kingdom Hearts, Riku's journey 
Kingdom Hearts through Riku's perspective, through his eyes. POV, your Riku in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Whatever, however you want to call we it. We just left off with the hella long DDD stuff. Yeah, we went through Riku DDD. does way too much in DDD. Does way too much. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh my god, when I was diving into that show, I was like, oh my lord, bro, like... I, I kept forgetting how long it is. It put the distance like, oh. in Dream Drop Distance, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real, for real, dude. Because so, I'm like, I, I feel like I didn't even say that much for the Disney worlds, but then you got, you know, the world that never was, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's almost over. No, it's not almost over. You got, like, eight boss fights and, like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes of cutscene. <laughs> the good news is, for me, that Riku is not a playable character in Kingdom Hearts 3, except for a couple battles. So... He's not featured as much, but there's some important stuff here. So the first time we see Riku in the game outside of memories and, like, you know, opening sequences and all that is in the Dark Margin area, the Realm of Darkness, with Mickey Mouse, his best bud. And, yeah. um Which I, I want to add, uh, like, I never really was like, oh, yeah, they're good friends or whatever. Just even having played all of it and watched all of it, like, a million times... I just felt like that was like a force, but after doing this dive out, like, I, it's kind of valid to me now. You think they're pretty good friends? Yeah, it's actually kind of valid, because like before, like, Cage 2 ending with the the Riku thumbs, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't buy it, but now I buy it. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I never felt the way you did where I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not. It just kind of seemed like, a, like oh, because Sora and is cool with Donald and Goofy, Mickey has to be cool with Riku. That's how I felt mm. previous, but it's a it's a bit better in my eyes now. Yeah, Rechain does a lot of the heavy lifting with that, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so they're at the dark margin, okay? And they're searching for Miss Aqua, who has been lost there for a decade. Nice job, Mickey. Millennia. A long yeah. time. And Riku is kind of like, hey, uh, I... It's so crazy that I'm here again. Like, that I'm in... When I was here before, I was so scared. But now, like, you know, I, I, I've controlled my darkness, and... Um, Said I'm him. I'm him, you know? And uh, they talk a bit about how um, they're trying to find Aqua, and they can't find her, and they're at the beach. They get to the beach, the dark margin, and uh, a bunch of shadows show up. Like, almost like a demon tower kind of deal. Uh, and Riku gets attacked by the demon tower at a certain point. And he um, is floating in, like, a darkness. And I don't know that I still understand exactly what's happening here. But it's like he hears, like, this echoey voice that says, Didn't expect to see you again. And Riku's like, What? And the voice says, why did you even come here? And then he goes, because someone needs my help. And the voice goes, do you want some help? And he goes, who are you? And the voice says, me, I'm dot, dot, dot. And then next we know Mickey's waking him up. Uh, and mm. at this point, this is when Riku gets his infamous haircut and his keyblade breaks. Yeah, he gets he gets a barber shot cut, you know, some, some GTA barber, like, two-second cut. And... I'm not really sure why his hair gets cut. Um, you know, there was some Sleeping Realm stuff that people were like, oh, that's because of the Sleeping Realm, blah, 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 blah. Right, um, right. The Keyblade breaking is a plot contrivance, so they have to leave and come back later because they don't, 
you know, they can't. If Riku doesn't have a Keyblade, they can't save. Aqua. And they wanted to give him a new Keyblade, I guess. Right. I don't know. Right. It's like it, it. They just wanted to update him. It's Come on, but guys. it's a bit of a plot <laughs> contrivance. So, well, what's so weird is they do. Like, he he definitely looks different from DDD, with his like new model at the beginning of three. Yeah. Like it's not just like one to one. Right. So they made that model, and then I was like, actually. My boys are gonna have shorter hair this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, does, it doesn't really make sense. Anyway, um, we end up at Yen Sid's tower, where Sword Island Goofy are there, and Riku and Mickey show up, and they're talking about how Aqua is the key to uh, finding all three of the lost masters, you know, Terra and Terra and Ventus, and. Uh, Basically, Riku, Riku and Mickey decide they're going to trace Aqua's steps at Yen Sid's behest. He says, hey, you should probably just, like, try to find the people Aqua connected with so you can find her. And Mickey's like, Mickey, like, literally sucks off Yen Sid here. And he's like, that's a good idea, good plan, sir. Like, he's, like, saluting him and shit. And it's like, Mickey, relax, <laughs> dude. He's not actually your boss. Teacher's pet. Like, yeah. yeah, some real, like, some real teacher's pet shit. Um, but anyway, they get, they get new outfits, and Riku gets a new his car keyblade. Um, and that that's base. Excuse me, that's basically that that scene. The next time we see Riku and Mickey, they are in the Circle Plaza in Radiant Garden, where Aqua and Terranort fought, and Aqua um fell to darkness basically. And there's just this is not like super important to like forwarding the story, but this is something Kingdom Hearts Three does suffer from a little bit, where it's, hey, it's been about you know a long time since we've had a mainline game, and we need to explain to you what happened in BBS just in case you only played Kingdom Hearts One and Two, and so they do a lot of exposition right. here of. This is what happened. This is how we lost Aqua. And oh, Master Master Xehanort was using Terra? Oh no. Right? And so they just kind of Yeah. They they kind of just do some exposition there. Um, which isn't again, isn't super important. It's like characters are finding out things that we've known for a long time. I wonder Cause like obviously 0.2 is supposed to be the intro for three. Originally. Right. And then they turned it into its own thing. And released it with the 2.8 collection, uh, or 0.8, right? 2.8, 0.8. I, I can't think. Anyway, it was its own thing. I wonder if, like, in a world where they release that with KH3 at the beginning, like, how does that, like, how would that affect like people who had never played like the side games, right? Because right. it's like. It's a substantially long thing, and you have, like, a progression. You level up, you do all this stuff. Like, you basically play a whole different game. Like, I don't, I don't know how they were thinking that that was going to be the intro I previously. Think, I think it's definitely retooled. I don't think it would have been in the same form. As long. That, that and I don't think it would have been in the same form that we've seen, we saw it now. You know? Mm. I think they, they said, oh, this is getting bigger than we want it to be. Why don't we just release this as a thing, and then that will give us more time for three, you know, that kind of deal. Um, mm. And honestly, I think it did help in the long run, because 
I mean, this is like, we're not talking about gameplay right now, but I do think people weren't super happy with 0.2 when it came out gameplay-wise, and I think they adjusted some things for 3 that... Too floaty. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say it, but... Sorry. So the next time we see Riku and Mickey, they call Sora on his gummy phone, and again, it's kind of just more exposition that's like kind of explaining to people... It's explaining to the characters, but it's explaining to the people at home that maybe weren't paying attention, but... Riku explains to Sora what replicas are because Sora wouldn't know because he doesn't remember any of his time in Castle Oblivion. But they're talking mm, about replicas right, right. in the way that uh, um, so they would need one to bring Roxas back because that's what Sora's interested in, in learning about. Um, yeah, yeah. But Riku kind of, you know, and then down, Sora down, Goofy, ha ha ha, they're, they're like arguing and Riku and Mickey have an exchange where they're like, those guys never change, huh? Well, that's what I like about them kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then, okay, we're, we're skipping around a lot here in Kingdom Hearts 3 with Riku, but the next spot that we are at is in the castle of Radiant Garden with the boy Ienzo. And Riku and um, Mickey are trying to figure out Evan's research with replicas. And Ienzo regrets to inform them that he did not finish his research, but he's disappeared and they're like, oh shit, what if the organization took him and to fill out their ranks? And then they go, we, right. we better go tell Yen Sid. So then the next time we see Riku <laughs> and Mickey. Damn, he's really he's really fetch questing for like all of KH3, basically. Yeah, if, if this was if this was a Final Fantasy game, this this would be the main game. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> if this was FF14. If, yeah, this was FF15. You just play as Riku. If this is FF15. It would, it would be just fetch questing. Quest. <laughs> so anyway, we're back at Yen Sid's tower again. Or, yeah, I, I wrote castle for some reason, but it's a tower. Um, and Sora, Sora's there, Donald Goofy, Riku, and Mickey, and they mention about uh, the, the at this point, I believe you've played Frozen, and Larxene has mentioned the new Seven Hearts, and um. You know, they, they've tracked down... Well, Goofy says they've tracked down Ventus because Vanitas said that he's inside Sora's heart. So they fi- they've found that out. But, um... Right. That's not truly where... That's not where Ventus' body is, so... Um... And that Riku remarks that Aqua's the only no- one that knows where his body is hidden, so we have to find her first. Um... And then... Riku makes fun of Sora because Yen Sid kind of bodies him again and says, you're not ready to face the realm of darkness. And Sora's like, oh, come on. He goes, well, he knows you too well, Sora. He knows how to fucking piss you off. (laughs) What a fucking asshole. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Uh, What has Yen Sid even done, bruh? So we are, what's crazy is we are so far into Kingdom Hearts 3 right now. This is insane. Yeah. Because we're now back at the dark margin. Um where Riku and Mickey are fighting the Demon Tower, which we now know is Aqua at this point. Um, and Riku starts getting bodied in one cutscene, and then we come back later in a different cutscene after um, Sora beats uh, Dark Riku in Big Hero 6, and the Control F I used on Riku on this script is making me skip through all of the Dark Riku so uh, just just one moment, because I have to scroll down for this. 
Okay, so we're, we're at the Demon Tower, and we're Dark Margin, and the Demon Tower becomes Aqua, and that's when we get the, Mickey, you're too late. And they're like, what? What? Um, the biggest Kingdom Hearts bait of all time. It, it really is. And then uh, Aqua does the, all that's left in my heart is misery and despair, and now you can share it. And Riku's like, hold up. I got my own darkness and misery and despair, and fucking <laughs> uh, the Riku repl replica kind of, like, comes out. And uh, But then Riku just gets fucking bodied. <laughs> like, it's not even, it's not even, like, he just gets absolutely bodied by Anti-Aqua. He kind of gets the Vegeta treatment he where does. it's like, Except if this was sorry, Goku has to save the world and Goku right. is Sora. So. And so Sora shows up and saves him, um, summons him in a similar way that you would summon a Dream Eater, but again, this isn't the Sleeping Realm theory. So Sora bodies Aqua, and then they end up on Destiny Island, and... Everybody's got tears in their eyes, and Riku's the one who delivers the line. She goes, when, when did the Destiny Islands fall to darkness? And Riku shake, shakes his head, and he goes, you're in the realm of light. And everybody cries. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> that, that, that scene is so emotional. It dude. is, dude. Like, Goofy's fucking crying. Donald's you crying. You feel so happy for her. It's so good, dude. She's crying. I'm crying. You're crying. We're all Everyone's crying. Everyone's crying. It just says raining everywhere. It's, it, yeah, it's I'm not crying. It's just raining on my face. Um, <laughs> I was cutting onions. Uh, and then we cut to the scene. Next time we see Riku is the Yen Sid's tower and the this is an awful lot to get memorized scene. The 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 crew's all here. Yeah, dude. the the hey again, just in case you did not play any of the other games, let me explain this shit to you. And yeah. Axel is the person that's going to go, but wait, he looks like Roxas, but he's Ventus, but oh, man. And then Jiminy Cricket comes out and goes, and he goes, now who? And I really I really like that part of the scene because <laughs> fuck Jiminy Cricket. Um, and then we have goes, the next scene we see Riku. Check your gummy phone. If, yeah, then Jiminy literally looks like at the camera at and goes, camera. if you're confused, you can get caught up on your gummy phone. It's like, holy shit. It's like, <laughs> like it's a funny scene, but from like a storytelling uh, standpoint, it's a fucking awful scene. <laughs> it's so dog shit. Like, if going, really going through this, through this it exercise. It should be like the coolest cutscene ever, dude. It should be the coolest cutscene. You have all the pro tags in one room. And they just let Axel cook for some reason, and then Jimmy, he might as well have broke the fourth wall, like, if any of you players at home are confused. Well, here's the thing. Like, that's the cutscene with all the pro tags, Here's the bro? thing. If it was Final Fantasy 16, they'd say, hit the middle button to learn more about this yeah. character. So, I mean, I don't know which one's better, I guess. Active time, and you'd get spoiled by right. it somehow. You're right. <laughs> and they'd be like, everybody's going to die in three, three. cutscenes. Um, <laughs> uh, so then we get maybe the best Riku scene in the game, which I have titled Hot Riku on Riku Action at Destiny Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Riku is sitting in a sexy-ass pose next to Riku Replica in a sexy-ass pose. It's kind of some, like, draw me like one of your French it girls is, type of and vibe. they're just chatting it up. And um, 
they they talk about basically how Riku Replica was ready to give up. Um but then he realized he wanted to align with Riku then just end up in darkness on his own. And he he has one last thing he wants to see through. And then Kairi and Sora are like over on the raised part of the island and they're like what's what's Riku doing over there? And they're like, I don't know. And they, they, let him be to himself. He's like by himself to them. Yeah. 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 Because they can't see the replica, but he is just literally talking to the replica. And it's, it's just so funny to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. Um, <laughs> the next, the next scene jump ahead quite a ways is Riku's in the Keyblade graveyard with everybody. Donald does the Zeta flare, you know, uh, which, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. He's no longer the strongest mage in Final Fantasy. <laughs> you see that? Don't spoil it, dude. Did you see that shit? Fucking Kotaku, dude. What a terrible website. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Donald's not... Donald a... solos all other mages. And also, Donald's not a mage in Final Fantasy. He's in Kingdom Hearts, you dolts. Jesus. True. They're not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> you dolt. You dolt. <laughs> You, you absolute. See, I want to say Cretan, but we've turned Cretan into a positive. Absolute term. buffoon. Yeah, absolute buffoon. Just dummy. <laughs> Just a dummy. <laughs> so we're we're in uh, the Keyblade Graveyard, and the the Ultra Demon Tower just bodies everybody. You know, Riku's ki- Riku's kind of being the leader here. He he says, "Pull it together, Sora. We haven't lost them. They still have their hearts, but we have to protect them." So uh, Sora, Aqua, and Riku try to protect everybody, um, and it just doesn't—it just doesn't go well. And uh, Sora's just bawling his eyes out, and Sora's—he like, just loses Sora's it. Like, he does the scream from the trailer, and then he goes, "We've lost. It's over." And Sora, Riku steps in front of him like the fucking Chad that he is, and he goes, "Yeah, Sora, you don't believe that." I know you don't. And then he just ah, like digs his fucking car key keyblade into it as it as it travels towards him. Yeah. And that shit is so hype. It is so hype when he does it. But then everybody kind of dies. And then yeah. um Riku's unconscious for the next bit here. Um we see him in like uh Lich Olympus or whatever you the mm-hmm. wherever we technically his heart is are. There. Um yeah. But Riku does not remember any of it. The next time Riku speaks, according to the script, and I believe this is correct, is in the Keyblade Graveyard again, after being saved, and we kind of replay time. Yeah. Right after Sora destroys the the demon tide with the key, the all the key kids' keys, and Riku's like, Sora, are you okay? And Riku's kind of been pushed to the side of this story a little bit. But, which, I mean, he's not the main character, it's fine. But then we yeah. get... The shit-eating grin of Dark Riku, who emerges with Zigbar, and uh, they had Riku and Dark Riku have an exchange. Uh, Mickey, Riku goes, "You," and Mickey says, "The organization's been using hearts. One Xehanort got two in the past and had influence over. So that must be you from when Ansem had control of your heart." And Riku goes, "Yeah, how could I forget?" And Dark Riku laughs and he goes, "I'd say it was our finest hour." Which is just such a fucking like hell yeah! Th- it's the best acting David Gallagher does in, in this game for sure, and yeah, dude, because <laughs> they do this stupid shit where they're like, "Yo, let's have the bad boy voice actor be 
how we delivered the information to the Yeah, he's he's player. Mr. Exposition. I don't in know this why game. they do it. Yeah. It's cuz his like his arc is over quote unquote, but it's like it's just it's not it's not David Gallagher's finest hour, let's say that. But Riku responds yeah. with wrong, my hour of weakness. And he goes, "You sure? How about we find out? A real test for the mark of mastery." And they you know, uh the the he turns into the fucking giant like Xehanort heartless thing, and then yeah, that thing's pretty crazy. Um, they get surrounded by it, and R Mickey's about to use time magic, and Riku's like, "Wait, if you try to use time magic against these numbers, you won't have enough strength for the final battle." I don't know how he would know that, but Riku also Mickey not doing shit in the final battle anyway. Riku, right? Let's be real. Yeah. And so just pop an elixir, bro. <laughs> Riku says that, but then, you know, Yen Sid comes down for, like a fucking atom bomb from the heavens and just annihilates yep. all the heartless. L liter yep. Literally, uh, King Sloppenheimer comes, comes fucking... <laughs> Kokenheimer. Because he is coked Koken out of his mind. Yen Sidheimer. He's coked out of his mind. Yen Sidheimer comes in, dude. He created the bomb, you know? Yep. Um, and then he, he literally parts the sea. Yeah, parts the Red Sea. So then we move forward, and now we get into the part of the game where we're doing the uh, Keyblade, the final battle fights, right? And we have the tag team match yeah. of the Sench. We have Sora and Riku versus Dark Riku and Zigbar with Ansem. Ansem's the manager in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and He's at ringside. Yeah, he's at ringside, and... He kind of bails right away um, after Riku says to him, I will be your oblivion, which is like, yo, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> but Riku tries to chase after Ansem, but then Dark Riku kind of does this Dragon Ball Z shit where he's like, where are you going? And then fucking kicks him in the face, like flies up next to him and kicks him downward. It's pretty fucking hype. Um, but anyway, they... Uh, they they beat uh, in the scenario. Let's just say they beat Dark Riku, and Dark Riku's First, like, yeah. but but why? You're you're not real. I'm the real one. And then we find out it's actually not past Riku. This is re this is Riku replica from the past that they pulled, and the Riku replica inside Riku pops out and is like, I knew it. It's a replica, soon to be empty vessel. I've been waiting for a chance like this. And he tells him, hey, this this vessel is basically for Namine. You're going to save her. And he's like, oh, okay. And and so that's that scene. And then if you beat Zigbar, Riku's got some... Um, Riku's got a, a dope line here where Zigbar's like, the old coot promised to bequeath me his. Why else do you think I'd ever put up with all this nonsense? And Riku's like, it'd be wasted on you. But then Zigbar hits him with the, as if. And it's like, oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> He's like, bro, I literally had the Keyblade first. Right, he li <laughs> literally. And then Zigbar fake dies, which is pretty hype. Yeah. Riku says, I'm going after Ansem. And then Zigbar, or not Zigbar, Jesus. Uh, Sora does, you know, all his other fights. He beats up, you know, all the all the other organization members that aren't nearly as cool as Zigbar or Dark Riku. Um, who is Dark Replica Riku, I guess. But... <laughs> I always I always forget that like Actually. twist. Actually. 
I always forget that twist they throw at us, you know? And then the next time we see Riku is in the two and a half men fight, as I so like to call it. And uh, <laughs> young Xehanort's the half, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's be real. And Riku finds out that so uh, Kairi's been taken by by Xemnas. And they, they face off. And Riku says, if you do summon Kingdom Hearts, we will defeat you and we'll close it again. And Master Xehanort, who's up on the tower, is like, perhaps that is if you survive that long. And then Riku does, I think, David Gallagher's best line. And I only know it this well because it happens at the beginning of the fight and I've speedrun this game so much. But he goes, go back to the shadows, Ansem, like that, right as right at the yeah. start of the fight. And I just think it's really good. Um, so, uh, you know, we have the three the three different people and uh, die, so to speak, the, the three and a half men. And the only one that really uh, Riku interacts with, he's there for all three of them, obviously, but... Um, he kind of gets sentimental for Ansem, as one should. And yeah, um, yeah. Riku just kind of goes, Ansem. And he goes, what a journey you and I have had. It, it actually makes me sad. Yeah, I know. Like, it actually makes me sad. And Riku goes, you know, it's strange. I think I'm going to miss you. And he go, and then he gives, him, he gives him this little speech. Your strength is vaster than darkness. I knew I never stood a chance. Part of me wanted to defy my fate, but when the others betrayed us, I found I did not care. And then nothing else seemed to matter anymore. And so a lot of people took that as Ansem gave up, but which he kind of says he did, but not until everybody else betrayed him. So he's like, whatever, you know, it's fine. Um... So Riku doesn't really say anything to Xemnas or young Xehanort. But then when Sora, uh, when Kairi gets fridged, uh, Sora gets knocked back and Riku and Mickey rush the little pillar that he's on. And uh, the Keyblades kind of kind of materialize in front of uh, Master Xehanort to knock Riku down. And that's when Mickey does the mm. Ultima and then Master with the Stopsa, right? And they do that whole, yeah, yeah. That whole deal. That's when all the, the Keyblade Wielders kind of unite down there and they decide, hey, we're going to... Uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy are going to go inside Xehanort and we're going to wait here. But in the Remind version, that happens. But then all the 13 vessels show up and Riku and squad have to fight them. There's not like... A, I don't have the script in front of me for that which is fine, but there, there's just a couple things that happen with Riku where he does the succession thing with Terra, which everybody gets, like, a big boner for. Yep, yep. Which is cool. And and he does... He, he has a couple moments. He has a couple moments where he does some cool stuff. Really, Mickey kind of owns that section because we do the microwave hallway, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but Slowly marches <laughs> down the hallway. Also, for those who don't know... During that, you can walk towards the camera and just have Mickey disappear. Yeah, he's just <laughs> gone. He's just gone. He's, it's so he's funny. Gone. Um, so then the next time we see Riku in a meaningful way is after Sora defeats uh, Xehanort, Master Xehanort, and all the people follow. The, Riku says, Kingdom Hearts was closing on the other side, but we managed to follow our hearts to you. So they use the power of wanking to get to Sora, and everybody's there, yep. and Xehanort gay dies, goes to heaven. 
Um, yep, yep. And they get back to the Keyblade Graveyard, and Riku's like, we'll find Kyrie. let's head back to Master Yen, Sid, we can figure out there. And Sora's like, no, I'm not going back until I have Kyrie." And Riku's like, Sora, you're a fucking idiot, what are you doing? Don't do this, you're gonna die out there. And he's like, no, Mickey, I'm gonna... <laughs> and then Riku clenches his fist and goes to Mickey and puts his hand on his shoulder, and he goes, let him go, Mickey. His heart and his mind are made up. Now believe in him. How did that turn out for you, Riku? Let's let's talk about that for yeah. a minute. That didn't really work, did it? Um, and uh, then he, he had a he had to let his bro cook, bro. Yeah, you let him cook, just, and then who the, the fuck let him? Who let him cook? Who bro? let him cook? It was Riku. Uh, and then during the <laughs> ending, we get this very romanticized scene. If you ask me, I'm sorry to the people that hate the Kyrie nomination. But uh, there's all the Kyrie nomination. I'm sorry, the Riku <laughs> nomination. Hey, hey, yo, oh, oh, easy, easy. The Riku Is nomination. Is that so or no? <laughs> At this point, I feel like it isn't. You, you, you think it? Well, it's not. Is it self sessed or not? If you shipped them. Well, you're not shipping. I think it's not self sessed for you. self-sessed for that right no, but I, I still feel like at this point like she's her own person hey, like maybe there's a TV show where Loki was. kissed Loki okay I think this is fine <laughs> okay yeah Loki also like has sex with like a snake or something wait what oh, like a... he does in his, in his mythology yeah oh you're talking about mythology I'm talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah Anyway, Riku holds out his hand to nominate, and there's fucking cherry blossom petals all over, and he's like, come with me. And uh, she does. Uh, he runs along. He's on some Giga Chad stuff, is. for sure. Um, he's racing Roxas and Terra on the beach at one point. Um, uh, Riku looks out to Winning, the Winning, by the way. What? Like, how would he lose? He's he, on his home, oh, he he, he's on his home he turf. He absolutely wins, because Mickey, Mickey's like, yo, you won in this cutscene. And then he yeah, notices yeah. something out there, and we still don't really know. The, the idea is they're supposed to be looking at Sora and Kyrie on the, on the tree, but, like, it's been noted multiple times that he, that's not the direction he's looking. Yeah, they're, like, looking out at the ocean. Right. But then we that's when we cut to Sora, and he, like, fucking vanishes. Um yeah. Like, it could just be, oh, they're looking at the sunset. Right. But it, it just seems too sus. Agreed. Um, then we have the secret movie where Riku wakes up in a Shibuya that is definitely not The World Ends With You. And I'm yeah. not being sarcastic. Sorry, guys. I'm being honest. That is not The World Ends With You. No mirror himself is set. Um, you know, and he's on top of a building, and he's, you know, walking down the street. And his, his Fake Shibuya... Fake is playing. Yeah, Tom explained from a decidedly. Oh, no, he's not on top of the building. Yozora is. I got him confused. Uh, he's just walking around the street. But um, his Shibuya is decidedly like a bluer color than the one Sora is in. His yeah. is more of an orange color. His is redder. Right. Yeah, um, orangish. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty interesting to note. And then in um, in Reconnect, not Reconnect, Jesus, Remind. <laughs> too many words for me Reconnect. today. Uh in, in Remind, we get a scene where he talks to Terra, and they have a good laugh as they go off into the realm of darkness. And then one year later, Kyrie hasn't woken up yet, and they're trying to figure that out. 
and then they're trying to find Sora, and so Riku plays a video game to try and find Sora, but that doesn't work. And then and Leon is swole. Leon is swole. And then we get to Melody He's of Memory. on trend. Where Kairi wakes up, and Riku's there, and they have a conversation where he found out, he says he found out some info about Sora, and the fairy godmother fucking shows up out of nowhere, um, and she says they need three keys. First is Riku, then there's Kairi, and then with Riku's dreams and Kairi's memories, you two have already done your part, and the final thing is the nameless star. Uh, and they go to travel to meet the nameless star. She's the final key. And um, they talk to her, and she mentions a city called Tall Buildings called Quadratum, because that's what Riku saw in his dream. And she goes, that's got to be where he is. And then Riku says, Kyrie, you're not ready to go with us because you're not strong enough. <laughs> and she's like, you're right, Riku. Thank you for gaslighting me into the uh, right decision. Uh, Little problematic from Riku, but Riku goes to Quadratum, and then... God forbid Riku is taking care of Kairi. Like, he has the entire game. Right. Series. Right. I feel like it's in character, guys. Everyone else is fucking... <laughs> let Kairi cook. Me? This is this is literally base Riku, bro. I just think he could bring base her with. I don't Riku. I don't think it has to be like that. I think he could bring her with. But anyway, uh, I, I, I honestly also it's like clearly like Kyrie's gonna show up later, guys. Come on, it's no, it, it's just no, storytelling. Dude, he, Riku hates. Everyone women. is like so mad about it. It's like, come on, bro. She's gonna show up later. Riku like, hates uh, women, dude. It's true. <laughs> She's just not gonna be in Cage Four. Shut the hell up, guys. I can't believe I can't believe Riku ruined uh, the the Kyrie game. I can't believe. Yeah, it. yeah, that was definitely gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's where we're up to right now with Riku in uh, Kingdom Hearts series. And so, thank you guys for bearing with us as we got through that. I thought it was pretty interesting exercise. I don't know if we'll do it again. It's definitely jumping to a conclusion, but I feel like it's an obvious conclusion conclusion to jump to, where it's like the the ending where he's in the Shibuya and he's just kind of wandering around would be where I would assume he ends up at after taking the portal or whatever, right. you know? Unless something goes awry and he ends up in some random Disney world instead, you know? Yeah, what, are, then, what are these giant two-legged yeah. robots? They look like chicken walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this funny, funny tall fish man who says Misa? <laughs> I think he's evil. <laughs> I think I should kill him. Smell the darkness instantly. on Jar Jar. Anyway, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to do the question of the, the really long Fortnite. Well, also, also, also. Oh, wait, you're not. We're not okay, ready. If we're if we're gonna if we're if we're gonna do this again with another character, who would you want us to do a deep dive on next? If we do it, that's a great question, Jason. You're right. Let us know. Either in the Discord or in the the YouTube comments, is, is there still Spotify comments? I feel like I feel like they like got rid of that. So there's not <laughs> Spotify comments, but there's like or it's like reviews. No, no, no. There's not a review. We can do a we can ask a question on each. Uh, ah, okay, episode. okay, okay. 
and I, I haven't really used it a lot because the default question is, what did you think of this episode, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think anybody's answered that in a while. I did do a poll that two people voted in in the last episode okay. where it said, who did Mike sound more like, Billy Butcher or Jace from the Ginyu Squad? And both people voted for Billy Butcher. So, <laughs> so there you uh, go. That feels like a dub. That, I, you know, I kind of like Jace, though. Jace is pretty cool. Jace is pretty neat. He's, he's probably my favorite Ginyu Squad member. That's fair. Anyway, we are now going to take a short break. When we come back, we will do the question of the Fortnite, which was from Mark Zeke, and it's what's your favorite and least favorite Disney boss in every numbered cage title game and why? Bonus question from Jason. What cage content creator is a scroll? We'll be right back. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Answer Report Podcast. Jason, it's time for the question of the week. Oh, yeah. I didn't even let you answer when I said Jason. I just fucking Damn, dude. I didn't, get to, I didn't get to do my obligatory, huh? Can, can, you, can you do a question of the Fortnite uh, stinger? Question of the Fortnite. That's right, folks. We're default dancing. Um. Anyway, this week's question yeah. of the Fortnite slash week is from Artziki. Oh yeah. What is your favorite and least favorite Disney boss in every number number titled cage game and why? And then the bonus question from Jason: What cage content creator or zers creators is a scroll? Um, one of these questions got answered a lot. The other one didn't. Can you guess which one is which? Uh, um, I don't know. First off, from Emmy Luna, said, uh, favorite boss, Genie Jafar. Is it fun? Debatable. Are the mechanics good? Questionable. Is he sexy? Yes. Genie Jafar. Least favorite, also Genie Jafar. It pains me to attack him. Okay. That, that's fair. She's you, horny. You saved your the answer. joke is she's horny for Genie Jafar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, which, you were getting banned before you said he was also the worst. <laughs> which, I mean, have you seen Genie Jafar lately? He shredded. Guy is he not is definitely not natural. Natty. Exactly. No. no, that is He is he is not beating the unnatural allegations H-G-H. right now. He's not beating them. I don't care how many wishes yeah. he has, he's not beating those allegations. Uh <laughs> 
Key says, question of the Fortnite. I'm not going to count secret bosses because I've never beaten them on my own, LOL. KH1, favorite boss is Dragon Maleficent. It's difficult, but with a good strategy, I use Tinkerbell. It's still fun. Least favorite is Chernabog. I haven't figured out a better strategy than hiding in a corner with Arrow while sending Donald and Goofy to fight. KH2. It's it's hit and run tactics. Yeah. It's it's whack as hell. But it, KH1 gameplay. Chernabog's dope because it plays the fucking song. It's alright. It's alright. I start losing my fucking mind though. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it adds to my insanity. No, that's part of the why it's part of why it's dope. Also, no, no, no. Also, no. that's cool. How big is that volcano to hold my man Schmeet down there? Massive. He's got massive Schmeet. It's a super volcano. It would end all the worlds if it erupted. He continues, KH2. Favorite is the one in Port Royal with the coins. It's so different, and it takes more than just button mashing, but it's not oh, difficult. God. I hate that one. I hate that one. Least favorite is the stupid flying dragon thing that I can't heal when fighting. I think she means the Zemnus no, that dragon. that one's based. And then Cage 3 my favorite enemy is the <laughs> ships, the Caribbean. I know they're not technically bosses, but you can't convince me the ship battling is the most... You can't convince me that the ship battling is the most fun portion of that game. Least favorite is the Baymax flying fight, because lame. Agreed. Yeah, that that's that's fair with that one. Yeah, for sure. Yawn Song says, It's been a long time since I played some of them, so I'll just say my favorite boss across the games is Tetsuya Nomura, and my least favorite is fan media literacy. Smilers. <laughs> Fucking Hell yeah. Killed him. <laughs> Fucking killed him. <laughs> No, no one's answered. Hell yeah. Weird that no one's answered the scroll question yet. Really weird. Yeah, weird. Maybe I think everyone might be a scroll. Yeah, I was just going to say, everyone's a scroll. Uh, We're in on it. It's just you and me. Yeah. We're the only ones who aren't scrolls. Uh, Sean says, favorite in one is Chernabog. Least favorite is Queen of Hearts. In two's favorite is the Matt, the MCP because he makes the noise when you hit him. Least favorite is Beast. Uh, three, five, eight over two days counts, but there are no Disney bosses, so it's a dog shit game, and I'm tired of pretending it's not. Three doesn't have very many Disney bosses, maybe just Davy and Baymax. Three, five, eight. So Davy is a favorite, and Baymax is least favorite. I mean, yeah, I get. I guess it doesn't have like a, like an actual like character. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess in my head when I thought of like Disney bosses or whatever. I also, just like I, I just assumed that was like Disney World yeah, boss yeah. that isn't like Zaldin. So I was also include, yeah, yeah. I was also including just like the random heartless fights. Yeah. And then Sean's answers the bonus question: the scrolls are anyone who doesn't want Disney and KH or think it'll be in, it won't be in future games. You're mm, not just wrong. True. You're true. stupid. True. And you're not just wrong. You're stupid. Well, he posted the clip of Sora and saying you're, you're ugly, stupid. just like your mom. So he didn't do the cat in the hat one. He did the Sora one. But mm. uh, Chetzale says... I'm cat champing. My favorite is Pete from Cage 2 and my least favorite is the Rock Titan from Cage 1 Yeah, Rock Titan from Cage one's terrible. It's, like, inoffensive to me just because it's so brain dead. Like, it's it's the worst version of that like boss. You literally just jump... And it's, yeah. not a, it's not a boss that's good in any version, so... Yeah, it's it's kind of cool in Cage Three. Uh, Chris McKay says, 
KH1, favorite, Dark Side 1. Dark Side 1 is such a good introduction to combat in KH1, being a boss that you need to read to beat, but also allows the ability to reflect its projectiles and attack its face for bonus damage. Least favorite, Dark Side 3. Dark Side 3 comes at a time where we've already become adept at combat. Its slow pacing and same attacks really slows down the pace at the end of the game that was maintained by the final Ansem fights. Interesting. Also, Chris McCade. I just kind of thought it was like a... Yo, you're just to show how much stronger you are now. Yeah, that's true. It is really annoying that it's just it in is the middle, whack though. that you have to redo yeah. it if you die, though. Uh, Chris McCabe that's just kind of like a gameplay thing. Ignored the number titles part of this, so uh, he just answered for every game. Uh, in com favorite final Marluxia phase, com had a new type of gameplay but didn't do much with it until the final phase. Its ability to blow your cards away, forcing you to spam through Doom, showed the creative capabilities of this game that just weren't executed on. Least favorite Dark Side. Having the KH1 tutorial boss show up so late game was a bad idea. A relatively easy and boring boss battle for how likely OP you've gotten this far into the game. KH2. Favorite, Twilight Thorn. Great introduction to the new reaction command system, nobody bosses, and the combat system in general. Least, Keeper of the Storm, or whatever the Mulan Dragon is, and Ground Shaker. Big bosses in KH2 suck. Twilight Thorn is the exception. 3A58 over 2. Favorite, Shion. Inject Vector to the Heavens into my veins now. Least. The fucker in Halloween Town. It's been so long since I played that I can't remember his name or anything about him, but you know the one. I feel like I've repressed the memory. I can't think about I Like, I'm not trying to delve any deeper because I don't want to relive the pain. Right. You know? It, for sure. BBS. Favorite. Monstro. Having Monstro as a boss was such a dumb idea. He's so huge and clunky, but something about the whole fight is charming. I don't know. This is a personal pick. Lee's favorite, Mysterious Figure. It's possible to design a hard boss who is fun, like Lingering True. Will. They took Lingering Will, got rid of the fun, and added more hard. True. I'm not hard when I'm fighting Mysterious Figure, I'll tell you that. I am, but that's just because the idea of frustration just turns me on. Uh, <laughs> coded. It's a hate boner. Coded. Favorite, Dark Side, Heartless Sora. I really enjoyed the callback slash twist here. Again, might be more of a personal pick. Least favorite, Genie Jafar, you know why. DDD, favorite, Ventus Armor, really helped get the hype up for KH3 and showing the connection between Ven Sora, good fight. Least, the nightmare thing Riku fights when Sora's asleep, that fight was dumb and I remember having to grind for it. That's true, that fight sucks. Yeah, I remember that too. Uh, 0.2, favorite, Mirror Aqua, you can really get creative in this fight if you know what you're doing, has that fun yet difficult feel. Least, Darkseid. Purely just a nostalgia boss. Give Darkseid something new for God's sake. Uh, for Union Cross, Chi, whatever. Favorite, Ephraim and the girl boss lady. I forget her name. Good twist. Didn't know what was happening, but I was into it. Least favorite, Darkseid. Hey, look, I'm Darkseid Roar. Dark Road, take me home. Favorite, Fire Ice Wizards. A good callback that made sense. Not a fan of all the lore, so this Disney boss is my favorite. Least, those three characters that got no development. Oh, hey, we forgot what we were doing with these characters. Better kill them. And then finally, Cage 3 favorite Yozora, I'm a Sweet Life fan, and he's a fun boss. Really brought back the fun combat feeling I had from Cage 2 Not to be a Cage 2 supremacist. No chance. Least, Mother Gothel Tree thing. I feel like I can never get the timing right with her moves, and she has all the goddamn status moves that make you sneeze 0 out of 10. And then they said, oh, number titled. Oops. Oh, Disney <laughs> boss. I'll go back and edit in a minute. And they never did. Bastard. <laughs> Thank you for answering. Also, 
Sadly, the best dark side fight is in Rakoden. It's like the only good fight in the entire that's game. That's the only good thing I've ever heard you say about Rakoden. It's the only good fight in the entire game. Uh, Folsy but sadly, I was so triggered by the rest of the game that I was just like, I just want to be done. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Folsy says, favorite, Cage 1 hook because it's so funny to face him. Cage 2, Genie Jafar, the best challenge to be in that game. Cage 3, I'll what? go with Mother Gothel because what? you can wreck the hell out of that boss. Least favorite. What? Hmm. Cage no, 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 1, no, no, no. Ursula You don't probably. just get to say that, dude. You're banned. Cage 2, Sean Yu probably. Cage 3, Baymax. You're telling me you like Genie Jafar over Sean Yu? In nah, Cage nah. 2. That's ridiculous. That, no, Folsy. I... Folsy. Nah, bro. Folsy is a trolling when on I this one, When I see Folsy bro. at Reconnect, I'm going to punch it right in the stomach. Just like Genie Jafar in that Just fight. Just like Genie Jafar. He's going to be like, what are you doing? And then I'm going to spin him around in circles, bro. No shot. He said the mat. Okay, we're talking about Kingdom Hearts fucking 2. And Genie Jafar on the fucking magic carpet is the best fucking Disney fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm bullying Folsy when I see him. Absolutely bullying him. Wedgie. Absolutely. And the kind of wedgie where you get him up over someone's head. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna swirly him like when you swirl around Genie Jafar, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking hit him in the face, but to the point where I do the max amount of combo at a time and do the most damage, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> one cycle Folsy. I'm gonna one cycle him. No DM, DM skip. I'm gonna DM skip and one cycle Falsy. I gotta make sure that my attack stat is high enough first. Anyway, Arziki, uh, decisive pumpkin. <laughs> Arziki says, "Gh one favorite is Chernabog, especially the first time fighting him was so unreal, and he felt almost like a final boss. Although he is kind of a Ursula yeah. copy paste. Least favorite is Lock, Shock, and Barrel." Fight doesn't That's really so feel based. important. It was nice to beat up those That's kids so still, based. though, because they earned it, Smilers. Worst is Genie Jafar, or should I say Iago fight? So Genie Jafar won. Cage 2 best was Hydra. It feels so nostalgic, and I have so many amazing memories getting on the Hydra's Get back. Get on the Hydra's back. Worst is Oogie Boogie. So weird, such a weird battle, and I always wanted to end as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's 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 totally yeah. fair. And then Cage Three best. Mama Oogie Stan. Yeah, I like Oogie, but that battle sucks. It's awful. Uh, Cage Three best must be Davy Jones. The atmosphere is amazing and it reminded me of Cage One. Good old Disney boss battles. It might be the best Disney boss in the series. Wow. Worst is Dark Bay Max. It's up there. Such a disappointment. It could have been cool if you flied mm. by yourself and stopped on the roofs to fight in little sections. And Dark Baymax would have different movesets every section or something like that. This might be the worst in the series, even worse than Genie Jafar. And then the bonus answer, regular Pat. Uh, DP Grant says, favorite Dragon Maleficent in KH1. Felt pretty epic as a kid. I love that her transformation stems from Riku stabbing her. A Freudian reading of Kingdom Hearts would be pretty fun to read. Rated higher than Hook for sexy points. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently... Scaly. At least like Giant Ursula just sucks. It's not fun at all. KH2, favorite Hydra. I think that the Olympus Coliseum has the best pacing of all the Disney World's first and second visits, and the Hydra itself is a great capper to the end of the first visit, as well as an awesome thematic choice for Herc's story in KH2. Least, Genie Jafar. I appreciate it functioning as practice for the nobody so dragon based. thing, but it just sucks. 
Cage 3 favorite. Mommy Gothel's Heartless. It was the most enjoyable large monster boss fight to learn how to fight. Least everything else. And then the bonus answer, the secret reports, they're a little too... And then no, just dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so, so there we go. Secret reports. <laughs> secret reports, you're, you're a scroll. Uh, <laughs> Vance AK says, KH1, fave Clayton. He's just a guy with a gun. He doesn't fear to use it to hunt gorillas, ducks, dogs, and teenagers. Least favorite, Rock also Titan. Also, the chameleon is scary, bro. That's true. Least favorite, Rock Titan. It doesn't really do anything, and you just want to smash it. KH2, favorite, Genie Jafar. I don't know why, but it is. No way, bro. No way. Anyone saying Genie Jafar is the best in any game is a scroll. Here's the thing. Ah. Here's the thing. You're At least Vance understands that this is a bad opinion because they say, I don't know why. It just is. Now, that's just to cover the fact that they're a scroll, bro. You're not tricking me, bro. Oh, Jesus. Uh, least favorite, Pete in Underworld. I hate his moves. How can a cat be so annoying? KH3. Fave, I would say Darkness that came from Hans or something like that. Ice Wolf Heartless Skull. But I don't know if that really mm-hmm. counts, so I'll say it anyway. Least favorite, Marshmallow. That counts. Nothing else to say. And then bonus. Jason might be question mark. Hell no, dude. Are you the scroll, dude? Must be a, a different Jason who's trying to be me, you know? Mm. So a scroll. Yeah, just a scroll. So there's a, there's a scroll. But not me. There's a scroll I'm not out the scroll. there of you. Yeah, probably. We might see my reconnect. Maybe he, like, wears a hat, has a suit, you know? Evil Jip, we'll see. also known as Alks, <laughs> says... KH1, fave. Honestly, Captain Hook is mad fun. You're not able to fly, and it's very funny seeing him get launched in the stratosphere for a while after doing one combo on him. Least fave, Genie Jafar can kiss my ass. Base. KH2, fave. Hydra, because haha, funny line guys. Get on the Hydra's back. Get on the Hydra's back. Did you know you guys had to get on the Hydra's back? I think I'm hallucinating. Wow, awesome. <laughs> Anyways, it's a good fight. Least fave, the Grim Reaper boss in Port, Ro- Port Royal suck. Monkey so fart. right now. Oh, wait, dude. I'm sorry. Sucks monkey fuck. Not fart. I just wanted it to be fart. Yeah, it does. It does. KH3 fave. actually. It's a tie between Grim Guardianess and Skull. I like them both a lot because they feel super intense and lend really well to KH3's aerial combat. Least fave, Dark Baymax. Compared to the other bosses in the KH series, it's not the worst. Compared to other KH3 bosses, it's pretty weak. And, oh, uh, either Bioroxis or Water KH would be a scroll. One or the other, I don't know. That makes a lot of sense. You're making a lot of sense right now. Evil Jip might be the best Jip. Evil Jip might be the best Jip, and also because, like, if... S-tier Jip. They're not actually twins, then, Bio and Water. Just one's a scroll. Right, right. Other. Yeah, exactly. That makes so much sense. Walkett Diana says, KH1 best Maleficent, worst Jafar. KH2 best Barbosa, worst Ursula. KH3 best, mm. Mother Broccoli, worst, Darth Baymax, <laughs> and Gamer's Joint is the scroll. <laughs> he doesn't have enough cereal consumption to be an actual human. True. <laughs> Absolutely true. <laughs> he doesn't have the cereal consumption. The real, the real Gamer's Joint would. The real Gamer's Joint, the real Gamer's Joint is the king of cereal consumption. The scroll version? He'd be eating Reese's Puffs. None. Bro, I had some fucking golden grams last night. Yo. Oh, dude, I fucking love golden grams. Dude, did any of you guys ever, like, mix cereal? Ugh. Don't even talk to me about it. Dude, mixing cereal? Don't even talk to me about it. I do it all the time. Don't, don't even. Don't even bring it up. 
Don't even bring up Lucky Charms and Free Pebbles. Don't do it. Oh my. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't even say it, dude. Don't even. Oh my. My God. sources dude. are telling me that it is the best combination of cereal you could have. My favorite is Reese's Puffs and Honeycomb. Ooh, that shit goes. Ooh, a little, a little peanut dude, butter chocolate man. honey action. Mm, mm, yes, mm, dude. Mm, it's mm, so mm, freaking good, that's, dude. That does sound pretty scrumptious. It's yes, delectable. Me. Ooh, delectable. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm turning into a goblin about this. I told you not to talk to me about the cereal shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You. Too much cereal consumption. Egg says, KH1 hype oogie cringe the cheetah. He's a jaguar jackass. KH2. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sabor. She. My bad. God, imagine being from Canada and not knowing what a Jaguar is. Cage uh, 2 hype, none, cringe, all of them. Okay, that's based. Cage 3 hype, <laughs> marshmallow, cringe, dark Baymax. As for the scroll issue, I think the answer is clear. And Egg posted uh, the, the DVD cover of the movie It's Pat. Mmm... So, right, yep. regular pat. Yep. Yeah. Stinky Jip, also known as SB Cat, says, KH1, Oogie Boogie, easy favorite, as far as least favorite, stealth sneak, always fucks me up at the start of a new playthrough, absolute stonewall for me to get through. Really annoying on level one, for sure. Yeah, it is. It's tough. Especially when Clayton's all like, Pog Champ! <laughs> and he shoots and you. And he shoots you. Pog Champ! With a literal <laughs> gun. Just fucking shoots you. KH2, drawing a blank, so we're going to say Pete. I like how you go through each different area of Timeless River. Plus, it's my favorite world in KH2. Least favorite is Grim Reaper. I was about to change. Kind of the same situation as Stealth Sneak, except not early game. Just gives me the hardest time for some reason. KH3. Gonna go with Skull. Jumps out at me for a fun fight with a fun area to fight in. Carissa made fun of me for dying a lot during it, so I have that nice memory, too. Least favorite is Dark Baymax. Just not really super fun to do. Doesn't get me excited or anything. Carissa made fun of me for dying in it a lot. It's a dark Baymax? I added that part to make SB look bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's trash! He died at Dark Baymax! He died at Dark Baymax! Just press oh. circle, bro! Yeah, come on, guy. Come on, guy. What are you doing over there? No, not, not enough cereal consumption for SB Cat. Uh, and he added... Stinky Jib. He added, I'm grateful Cage generally has pretty good boss design across the board. What great games we get to play. True. Kerosene says, favorite Disney boss is going to have to be Cerberus for me, Mike and Jason. Oh, he's just like saying, Mike, J he's like, hey, Mike and Jason, I got to tell you, it's Cerberus. Oh, oh, I thought they were trying to say that we're scrolls. Or that we're Cerberus. Rem no, because he goes on. Reminds me of grade seven. I would go to a friend's house to play KH. He was the one that introduced me to Nomir's bullshit. No lie, his, his dad owned the video rental store in town. Most hated, I, I don't know why we would think you're lying. Um, most hated, I guess, oh, would capping, be Clayton from capping. Tarzan because my 12-year-old me couldn't understand the invisible guana on my first playthrough. Also, Clayton tries to low-key kill Harambe. True, actually. Wait. <laughs> Wait. That's not very Pog Champ, dude. Pog Champ. Go real us. He's dragging Clayton that boy to kill across the, the cage. Uh, <laughs> he was trying to kill the kid, low-key. Yeah. Clayton would probably try to kill the kid, too. Uh, <laughs> I just used one bullet to kill them both. Uh, I, I curved the bullet. I mean, uh, realistically, that's what would happen. Yeah, like, I know. If, he, if he's using his shotgun. 
This just goes everywhere. I tried not to hit the child, but the shrapnel lodged into his heart. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> the Mob 13 uh, says KH1 Faith definitely lifts it in her dragon form. It can be a hard fight, but I always love the feeling of finally beating her. Least Faith, probably Genie Jafar. It's just so boring. KH2 Faith, I guess Barbosa just for the fun light gimmick. Least Faith, Pete in the Underworld. And KH3 Faith, Mother Gothel. I really like her boss room and how the fight uses the tower. Least Faith, I don't know if this counts. But the UFO thing in Toy Box, I just really didn't enjoy fighting it. Say it louder mm. for the people in the back. Mm. The UFO sucks dog shit. Oh, oh, uh, not not King of Toys. No. The 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 one not that's King just running toys. around. The fucking little bitch. Yeah, that's 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 facts. Oh, that's straight terrible. up facts. I'm gonna say I really like Cerberus in Cage One. It's very nostalgic. I remember like struggling on it a lot as a kid, but being like absolutely hitting like the goofy victory royale dance in the Coliseum when I beat him IRL. Mm -hmm. That shit was lit. Least favorite in KH1. I mean, I, I guess Jafar. Like the the KH1 bosses. Like I'm like they're actually pretty good. Yeah, they're not for bad. the Disney worlds. They're not bad. Worst KH2 boss, just by far, Genie Jafar. Like, it's not even close. And then the best in KH2... Dude, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna ruffle some feathers, dude. I like Ground Shaker, dude. I think it's fucking cool. Like, you run... You, you go through this big area multiple times, and you're like, why the fuck is there just this big fucking area that's like... Oh, just to show that it's a wasteland? Like, what the fuck is this? And then you go back the second time, and it's something you could completely miss, too, by the way. Like, then you're just in this massive boss arena. You you just feel really fast in, like, the lion form. Like, I think of all the bosses where it's, like, either, like, you know, you're swimming, you're flying, you're on a carpet or whatever. I think it's the best one. Like, it, it doesn't feel as clunky. Like, yeah, you don't have, like, your drive forms and stuff, but... I don't know. I I feel like the reaction commands for it are cool. The spectacle of it is cool. It doesn't feel like a super cheap boss or anything. I just think it's fucking cool. Uh, Cage 3. Best fight. <sighs> Skull. Like, when you're... When you're doing the reaction command to, like, break the giant, like, world-ending spirit bomb or whatever that's coming down. That shit is, like, the coolest thing in any of the Disney fights, period, IMO. It's just... The animation for it, it has no right to be as cool and as clean as it is, and it it's just badass. Uh... Worst fight in Cage 3, it's just definitely Dark Baymax, dude. It's just the biggest piece of dog shit. Uh, bar none, yeah. It, it, it doesn't... Not even close. It might straight up be the worst Disney fight, period. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, I, I'll i say Dark Baymax for Cage 3 is the worst one. The best one is... I actually like the King of Toys, the big UFO man. It's really cool. cool. Like, you, like, move all the buildings and stuff. Mm -hmm. I like that fight, so I'll say that. Um... I'll say in KH2, uh, the worst one is definitely Genie Jafar. And the best yep. one is... Yeah, you know what? We'll say the Hydra. I like the Hydra a lot. 
And then in KH1, that's fair. The best Disney fight is Oogie Boogie, and the worst is Genie Jafar again because that Bone fights. Soldiers. Actually, just Jafar in general in KH1 is dog shit. His first form and the Genie form. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Yeah. One thing I want to say about Hook in KH1, I like that you can fly, but you don't have to. We need more fights like that. Where it's like there is a, like a like a swimming thing or like a, a flying thing or whatever, but like you don't have to do it. Yeah, that is pretty cool that they allow you to do it, but you don't have to. I agree. I agree. Anyway, Jason, you got any ideas for the question of the Fortnite for next? Uh, all right, so we made a decision. Pokemon Trainer J has a suggestion: choose two Disney characters to be companions for Kyrie when she gets her own game. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely happening. Uh, no Disney companion, existing Disney companions, Mickey, Donald, Goofy are allowed. Explain your choices. So that's going to be the question of the Fortnite for next uh, for episode number forty-eight, which is coming up. Um, so I hope you guys will please answer that. Um, Jason, any, anything else you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Um, I mean, while you're while we were saying like who we were picking, I feel like Pokemon Trainer J has like the most picked suggestions like so? i wonder so, somebody 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 go back through <laughs> yeah someone we need who, someone, who has the most we someone we need someone to be a statistician for the podcast it's an unpaid yeah, job. who has who has the most amount who has the most like who who else do you think would it be like up there i don't know i, don't know, I think some of the old timers like a wildcat diana maybe yeah. would be up there maybe, maybe a jib 14 stereotypical jib specifically yeah yeah stereotypical jib not dapper jib he's too based He's too based. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Answer Report Podcast. Uh, we will be back in two weeks for episode number 48. And then episode 49 is technically episode 200. So I hope you guys will please look forward to that. And also buy your tickets Yo. for Reconnect. Do it. Come hang out with us. We want to see you there. We want to see you there. We want you to come hang out with us. All right. Anyway, there's a lot of cool stuff. Go on cageguides.com now. Cageguides.com. Uh, thank you for listening and watching. Jason, hit him with it. May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Now fuck off. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode number... 40-something. 7? 47 of the Answer Report Podcast of Season 2. Thank you for listening and watching. I'd like to take this moment to shout out all our patrons over at Patreon.com who are literally just giving us money for support at this point because we have not been able to do anything uh, remotely like content on Patreon. But uh, if everything goes according to plan, very soon we will have things. And I'll keep saying that until they show up. So, uh, <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, thank you guys. Uh, last time we did it as British... Do you, do you have a do you have a suggestion for an accent for us to do this time, Jay? Like we can do any accents for that long, okay. bro. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Why don't you do Zigbar, and I'll do Uzemnis. All right, dude. All right. Famous for nothing. Billy, the kid, Lawrence. Gonna you take so long. They're so gonna take so slow. long. <laughs> Karin Verg. Doctor Lambic. D.P. Grant. S.P. Cats. Iron Aggro. It's your boy, Woody. 
Stop, dude. You're making me laugh. I, I, I'm just thinking of, of Zemnis talking to Woody. Like, like, his story. <laughs> Woody. <laughs> Mr. Trumpeter, 7-Eleven. Swarles Barkley. Zach P. Elbow juice. My voice is going. And a love. Jip 214. Frank Verg. Fabio. The Iguana. Vetus. What's up, car? Lands of Masters. Regular Pat. YT. Carson, change your fucking name. I know you don't listen to the pod. I'm just saying. Matt with three T's. Afro Roxas. Shane. Travis Town Jr. Phil Games. Librarian Gamer. Dick Butt 23. Lost Constance. Thank you. All of our patrons at patreon.com slash super spaghetti bros. Now it is time for you to be leaving. <laughs>